Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Week 14 is in the books. Welcome to I Want Your Flex. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Executive producer is Ryan Bersinger. Not on today's episode. Still trying to get back into the real world after his uh, two-week two-week vacation to the Philippines. So uh, it's just Mike and I. And again, a big thank you to Patrick Suica, who uh, ran the podcast for us the last couple of weeks. Mike, week 14 for a lot of fantasy players. The final week of the regular season. And boy, for those that were critical of the Monday night doubleheader, I, I, you had to do a 180 because of all of the drama that was still in play in possible fantasy leagues went right down to the wire, not only at MetLife Stadium, but also in South Florida in that Titans-Dolphins game. So many fantasy implications, obviously, from a real-world football perspective, Dan. A mantra of the show that I do with Jason Smith, and it's something you know you and I have talked about for a long time with the NFL, the NBA, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a great game. It doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing. But if it's close late, sign me up. And in this case, we got a little bit of all of those worlds combining together with some big plays, some big errors, some of the most uh, egregious uh, screw-ups that you'll see on a football field. <laughs> 
I mean, in both games, you saw a guy on a punt return team get hit with the ball. Like in the so the Giants player just standing around doesn't see it gets hit, like as if someone threw a football at him. And then in the Titans game, one of the gift touchdown drives that the Dolphins get. I still contend the guy got his arm interfered with for the opportunity to haul the ball in. I didn't think that got a race just because the ball hit the ground. But either way, they don't call it. Dolphins are able to get a score. And for fantasy purposes, you celebrated. Because maybe they'd actually do something with the possession other than uh, what you saw much of the night, which was a struggle. Oh, my. It was it was craziness. And I, I think my situation was maybe like others. I did not do the two TV setup. Uh, I, I just it wasn't you know feasible for where we had it. So it was a lot of back and forth. I do like how the networks were like, "Hey, this team's in the red zone. You can flip over." They did the split screen stuff. I thought that it was awesome. I think they were really aided by two games with great crazy endings, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. But just to take this in in one part, you have the Packers Giants game. And for people in fantasy, I know people are playing Saquon Barkley. He's the only giant that's being played. Right. But people are playing Saquon Barkley and, you know, his status. And I'm, I'm you know, in, in our guillotine league that we have at Fox Sports Radio, you know, one of the teams has Jordan Love and uh, Jaden Reed. And so when Barkley breaks off the long run that ends up fumbling – now it gives those Packer players another chance, and I'm sure people were playing A.J. Dillon because he's the only healthy running back sure. Green Bay seemingly had. So now all of a sudden A.J. Dillon's getting more points just when you think that the Giants were about to run down the clock. And, heck, even Saquon's fumble probably cost teams points. Certainly. In, you know, granted, yeah. there was a big run that there was yardage to, but uh, that could have knocked people off. And then because the Packers go down and score when they do, the Giants still have enough time to go and make plays. So Saquon gets a little – like it was – there was at one point I thought, Mike, when the Giants had the ball with five minutes left, I'm like, you get a couple of first downs here. Green Bay's only got two timeouts. This could be a wrap. And it was anything but – and that's it was just craziness. And I know that there were fantasy endings that were, you know, either altered by a late Jordan Love touchdown, by the Saquon fumble or a Saquon run or, you know, a Jaden Reed pop pass or an A.J. Dillon run here and there. I know that there were fantasy uh, implications in the playoffs that came down to that game between the Packers and Giants. No, and that's the beauty of it, right, is especially we've talked a lot about the the Green Bay skill position players, no Christian Watson, no Aaron Jones. So trying to find, you know, where where you're going to get your value. And for A.J. Dillon, it was kind of the hold your nose and hope mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because let's face it, you know, you look at the Packers, the way they came into the season, and I know we're going into week 15, so it's beating a, a dead horse at this point. But say it one more time. It's like the expectation was, all right, we expect Jordan Love to grow, but we're going to win on defense and our run game. Well, the run game has sucked. I mean, just to be blunt about it, yeah. through, through the course of the season. A couple of odd games here and there and big performances, red zone, whatever. But overall, it's been a disappointment. Defense has been a top 10, top 12 scoring defense all year. And Jordan Love the last, what, six weeks, four weeks uh, more especially, has played out of his mind. So the idea that you'd go and, and have uh, that drive to put them up, 
all right, cool. This is what you've expected him to do based on what you've seen the last month. Now, did you expect Heath to be the guy to catch the ball? No. So maybe you threw something soft uh, at your television <laughs> as he as he came down with the pass. Why is that not Romeo Dobbs? Yeah, I know. I, I think Why is that thought, not Reed? What are we doing? I think people thought Randall Cobb's back. No, right? You know, because yeah. the 18, yeah. <laughs> no, that would have scared you for a minute. Wasn't he flaming out and wasted time with the Jets? They took him back? Yeah, what? Yeah. And then soft defense on the back end. And, and credit the Giants, Tommy DeVito. While it wasn't a sexy game, I mean, except for the 70 yards rushing, right? 17 of 21, moves him straight down the field. Robinson, a guy that now you may, maybe you look at. I don't know that it's sustainable. I don't know if it's just a function of the defense being played, but we're always looking for someone, right? Because we did that list a couple of weeks ago, one of the great podcasts that we did, the one or nuns uh, teams and the Giants with Saquon Barkley were that. So we keep desperately looking for one other guy to, to shine up and bring into the mix. But a big drive, and they ultimately get the game winner uh, from former Titan Bullock. See how it all ties together? It's crazy. Oh, crazy. And then, yeah, you speaking of the Titans, going to that game, I know in, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably watching, and you probably have advanced because you want to get more advice for now your playoffs. We get or that. you want or, to uh, commiserate with some misery sure, we have sure. from the week two. Which, which we, we all have that. The Dolphins-Titans game, and again, to recap, because of how crazy it was, was tied at 13 with the Dolphins punting the ball to Tennessee with 6.07 left to go in, the, in regulation. And the game ends 28-27. to 27. I mean, and, and the crazy turns that end up, and it's, you know, it's the, you know, the, the Will Levis uh, fumble, then you've got the muff punt, you talked about, and all of a sudden, Raheem Mostert is racking up points and yeah. has had a solid, solid day. Then Will Levis is leading the charge and leading the Titans down the field. Um, <laughs> Two-point conversion. He's throwing for over 300 yards. I mean, like, it was it was crazy. DeAndre Hopkins then, I, you know, seven-catch day. Derrick Henry, not great yardage-wise, but ends up getting into the end zone twice. And and a lot of this damage in the final six minutes or so. And heck, the Dolphins. You've aside from Mostert, you got Tyree Kill's injury. So you're like, all right, is he going to be playing? What's his status going to be? Achan, you know, I'm sure a lot of people probably played him this week. If if uh, you know if if you had him on your roster, so there was just so much at play, Mike, and it just it worked out so great for the NFL especially for us in this business, because I just kept on thinking of fantasy implications. There were fantasy implications of my own, some that worked out so well, some that didn't work out, but it was just a great, great ending. And I know Dolphins fans aren't happy, and I know Packers fans aren't happy, but I just thought it was a great exclamation point, what is likely the end of the regular season for many leagues. Yeah, it's just amazing how these two games turn out to be fantastic finishes and we get them sequentially. I wish the kickoffs had been spaced out a little bit, but that's that's semantics. Sure. That is what it is, you know. So there was a little more of a, a lapse, you know, for people to to come over and and the finish. And and you got blessed by the fact that, as you said, with six oh seven left, suddenly it became a game because, you know, I I like chaos in between the white lines and low scoring 
10-7 at the half. That's all I want, right? Miami fans gripping a bit, because we've been talking about it for a while, certainly Smith and I and you and I and Ryan here on the pod, Dan, of I don't know how good the Dolphins truly are, right? I've been equating them to the AFC side of of the Cowboys. Doing what you need to. Schedule has been your friend in a lot of spots. And when you've had to go up against better teams, you've you've gotten punched in the face. And that's mm-hmm. what the Cowboys, until the big win over the Eagles on Sunday night football, and even then, Eagles gave them, again, a lot of, a lot of horribly um, self-inflicted mistakes. Take nothing away from it. Turnovers are turnovers. Caused or given, uh, you still got to fall on the ball and do something with it thereafter. But in this game, I mean, Tua looked uncomfortable. You had the A-chan... The pass downfield was about a 45-yard throw where he kind of holds, you know, kind of mm-hmm. slows up. I don't know how much he played after that. I would love to see the snap count after that because it seemed to be like it became the Raheem Mostert show. It did. Pretty much thereafter, right? So all of a sudden you're like, all right, you got that. Tyreek Hill, as you mentioned, made his way back out in the field, had a couple of big catches to move the ball late in that third quarter. And then when the game's on the line, not in for part of the sequences there. I don't I, – I, I, that is confusing to me, and I didn't get to hear the post game. But I was an when, – when Hill got hurt and then you just saw him on the sidelines and you saw somebody else holding his helmet, mm-hmm. and I, I just – I wasn't expected to see him back out on the field. And then he comes back out in the second half, and it was a little bit of the same. And then all of a sudden he just appears, like in the third quarter. And I – because I thought to myself – if they're playing the long game, I get it. Maybe they think they can get by without them. It's a risky endeavor in this game, and we saw that it ended up burning them in some way. But it just didn't make sense that he was just standing there on the sidelines for you know a majority of the first half after the injury and then return to play. Like I would think you would be in the locker room trying to do whatever. Um, they taped his ankle. You could go in. There were no x-rays needed. Nothing was wrong. So that part of it just didn't didn't make sense. I could have used it in a guillotine league, and we'll get to an ending yeah. in that, uh, you know, a little bit later. But I'm sure there are people with a lot more at stake that were wondering the same thing about Tyreek Hill on Monday night. Yeah, and if you had the guts to play DeAndre Hopkins, because he would have been a tweener, right, as a mid to late number two or number three option, and depending on your league setup, he might have been the odd man out. And sure. towards the end of the first half, he had one of the great offensive pass interferences that, that didn't get called when he ripped the defender's arm down and caught the ball in the red zone, a deep, deep ball. I mean, well-placed by Will Levis, but he still needed to uh, you know, get that veteran savvy going. But he finished his 7 for 124 and a score. Uh, Spears, we'll talk about a little bit more. You might have played him. We talked about him a little bit on the pods last week. Uh, because of the activity in the passing game. So six for 89 out of him. You mentioned the Henry two touchdowns, but Tua Tungavaloa, 240, zero, zero, five sacks and a fumble lost. Not good. You know, the old Randy Van Warmer song, you left me just when I needed you most. (laughs) And and Jalen Waddell goes six for 79. I mean, that's on par with what you would expect. So, I mean, that, that one, you know, no added value. You didn't get any of the, the red zone glory or any of that fun stuff. That goes to a couple of Moster carries. But really, you know, you look at what Tennessee did to them defensively, 
Dan, you know, you're raising an eyebrow going forward of, all right, what are they, right? How hurt is Hill for one? But their their points come off a defensive touchdown and two gifts. Yep. Yes, that defensive touchdown was that was wow. another gift as well. Wow, you yeah. you want to talk but, about here? Take seven points. Kudos, kudos Woo. to Will Levis for bouncing back after that. Yeah, one. no kidding. He still finished with three twenty seven uh, on the night, twenty three of thirty eight. But I saw that, and I just had like there were multiple times like you know you do that shrug emoji or you you put your hands over your head like what the hell am I seeing here? I yes. had way too many of those in these Monday night games. A lot of excitement, and as you say, a lot of fantasy implications. But those two plays on special teams, the pitch from Levis that is at the head of Derrick Henry and and recovered by Miami. Like There were just so many spots. Tua, a couple of times, flushed out of the pocket. He's like, you got 15 yards to run. And he yep. would stand there looking like, I need to throw the ball. It's like, is this because of last year? Or is this the edict of all right? One of these guys is going to get, get you know, loose here. So you're trying to buy the extra second. Guess what? Guys are chasing you down like a bear uh, from behind. You're in trouble. And time and time again, you saw it. Five sacks. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is I want your flex hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. You can hit me up at Dan Byer on Fox. So what a way to win. Uh, what a way to end week fourteen. Ooh. What happened smack dab in the middle of week 14 as everyone talking and what happened on a Sunday night in week 14 has some scratching their heads. We'll dive into that next year on I Want Your Flex. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers pots and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Welcome back. Uh, Kadarius Tony. the topic of conversation, obviously, Mike, from from the lasting image of that Bills Chiefs But is he game, really, but- Dan? It's been all about the officials. You want to talk about a guy getting to put his hands in his pocket and go whistling off into the corner. Kadarius Tony's gotten off scot-free. When the lights are on at Arrowhead, it has not been kind to Kadarius Tony no. this season. But I, I think one of the interesting things with this, and there was no Isaiah Pacheco for Kansas City, but was the bit of the clunker that this was for fantasy purposes. I didn't I didn't have high hopes for for a huge you know, matchup like we saw a couple of years ago in the divisional playoff. I did not think that that was going to happen. Came to fruition. Buffalo came out like gangbusters and then held on for the three-point victory. And obviously, we're just continuing to talk about Kadarius Tony and the referee's uh, call that, that he made on the play. But fantasy-wise, I think a lot of people were probably disappointed and were probably let down um, like they have been many times from Patrick Mahomes and and uh, and others on these squads. Yeah, when, when you look at the the loss of Pacheco, and we talked about it last week, you know the amount, the impact that he'd had back to back top ten games, three straight games where he'd had twenty plus touches. There was some stability in the offense. All right, here's our base. This guy's given us you know home base, and now we work with Mahomes and Kelsey, and and we've seen Rasheed Rice, who had another great game, seven for te- seventy two and a score, uh, great throw and and catch for that touchdown connection but for Patrick Mahomes he's a jag for fantasy purposes this year right it's no longer I have to play him I I I had a decision in in the guillotine league and we'll get deeper into that league in a minute but it I I cut Justin Herbert to pick up Justin Fields and then talking to our guy Bucky Brooks trying to go through he goes you can't bench Patrick Mahomes and against my own instinct and trying not to be a homer because I really wanted the Bears to beat the Lions for a million reasons, uh, especially after letting them off the hook a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That you know, and I want to I want to see Justin Fields succeed. Whatever else is swirling around, I want the decision to be hard, right? Yeah. I don't want it to be a all right. He melts down and gives them every excuse to say beat it. You know, oh, you know, down the stretch he didn't perform, and you're seeing what he's doing. But for Mahomes, 25 of 43, 271, coming into the game, Dan, 32 drops. It's an unofficial thing, but 32 drops. Yeah, by receivers and running backs this year, and you saw that plague him once again. I will. I will say this. I, you know, in, in looking back on it, and Travis Kelsey had a nice day, but didn't didn't score. Maybe the emergence again of Rasheed Rice, where I think this has happened over the last month. Uh, you know, there's there's value there. I knew that my guy Clyde Edwards-Helaire was not gonna uh, break out no. like gangbusters. Considering- you keep you, you keep hoping, you know. <laughs> Damn it, I'm hanging on by a thread. Oh man, I. <laughs> And for those that have maybe due to the podcast, I 
took Clyde Edwards Hilaire his rookie year like high in a draft because Mike I was so sure about it and then in that first game against the Texans he had like 100 yards and a touchdown and thought all right here we go uh (laughs) make room for another great Kansas City running back and I think that was pretty much the high point uh ever since but um you know on the Buffalo side of things Josh Allen has his day saved by a touchdown run again um you know but it wasn't like it wasn't like the Stefan Diggs of the world uh, were doing much. James no. Cook ended up being the uh, the bell cow. For well, Buffalo. he was the high man, right? Five catches, 83 yards, and a score, uh, all five targets. And, and that became uh, a way to stretch the Chiefs out uh, and, and create some opportunities. Again, drops, uh, a couple of near misses, i.e. Josh Allen attempting uh, to thread a needle. Uh, I, I'd like to see how big the eye of the needle is in his mind on some of the throws, Dan. But, uh, you know, Cook finishes with his 141 total yards, mm-hmm. and including those five receptions with the score, ends up being the high man. Dawson Knox was back. He's the second high man, three for 36, which meant, well, not as much for Dalton Kincaid. He had five catches, but you know, very short gains in, in that regard, you know, eight targets. Uh, Shakir only had one target. Gabe Davis had two targets, zero catches. I can tell you Gabe Davis was a starter as an emergency stopgap motion on one of my squads, and every time a possession ended without a target, all I could do was shake my head going, this is going to be a bad day. And then Diggs is four for 11 for 24 yards. Good job by the Kansas City secondary uh, to shut that down. Over-under was 49 points. Um, Hopefully you got some excitement. Now, Travis Kelsey's the one that's the most interesting of all of it, Dan. Uh, For you, and I think for fantasy people as a large, uh, at large, I should say, because the 100-yard threshold in a lot of leagues still gets you a bonus. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? And, well, the play in question, you mentioned the name. Yeah. Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, That play would have put him over 100. And you didn't get that. You didn't get the reception. Uh, he, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have gotten the passing yards. And, and as Mike is alluding to, we were talking beforehand and we were getting, as I got knocked out of this guillotine league, The I was telling Mike about a lineup decision that I made and how Tyree Kill not playing uh, was, you know, for, for the half that he didn't play against the Titans on Monday night, how I felt that cost me because I only – lost by three points and then i realized the travis kelsey catch and reception uh with the yardage would have uh, would have been added to my score and i would have been able to uh advance and be safe so Kadarius tony oh man all day long all day long mike on monday i was i was like with i think pretty much everybody everybody was against kansas city of course it was a offsides call like you're you're lined up the ref had no idea that that play was going to happen and now i just wish he was a half step back no that's it right and then you you have it's all depending on angles too though dan of where the camera is and all that other stuff because you see shots from the from the crowd where it's like all right from this angle it doesn't look like he's offside now does it uh perspective invisible lines that we overlay on the field um andy reed it was the first time in his life as a play call that that had ever happened to him. And most of them this year, I saw the stat 
like 80% of them have actually been on short yardage mm-hmm. quarterback sneak situations. So, you know, while it is a, quote, point of emphasis, like they so angrily tweeted out and, and put out as much as they could, it's like, has it really been? Still seems like the, hey, check with me kind of thing is still in effect. And a, hey, don't don't give up the yards uh, and notices. But, you know, how, how much crying can you do for the Chiefs? Especially yeah. the way they reacted like, and yes, I get it, it's correct. coming on the heels of the MVS getting tackled and wearing a guy like a suit on a pass interference call uh, that isn't made a week ago. So, and just the frustrations of a season that you're still like, all right, we're still good. We're not, we may not be great, but winning games and then back-to-back weeks to have, you know, in your opinion, the officials uh, get on you and the man bringing you down. Yeah, I get the frustration's going to boil over a little bit. And for Patrick Mahomes, how many passes can you make that hit a guy's hands that fall to the to the ground? Yeah, yeah you're going to boil over eventually. The and and it, if if that play, if that penalty on that play, if Mahomes was sacked, we're not talking about it. If there was an incomplete pass, we're not talking That's about right. it. It's just it's what happened afterwards that now has become the conversation and and again it's not like the ref threw the flag as soon as Kadarius Tony crossed the goal line no that's the it the flag was out immediately and so everything that happened yeah. you know after that just you know well, happened that's it had no effect on the penalty whatsoever but that's also the the great uh you know looking at the way the game then unfolds you can't melt down you can't melt down like that's Bartman that's all of these great moments in sports history. It's like you realize there was, you know, an out to be had and your shortstop gacked a ground ball and this happened and your pitcher jumped up and down like a child thinking about the Cubs and the, the famous sure. Bartman yeah. run. In this case, he threw three straight incomplete passes. You yep. still had the ball. You still had the opportunity in, in an advantageous place on the field to go make plays. And guess what? You didn't. Because you were and, too busy to being mad and crying about it. It's like still football to be played. And it wasn't like the Bills were running away with it. They had an opportunity to in the That's first right. half. Uh, Kansas City got a turnover and then turned it into points. But, uh, yeah, who who would have thunk that uh, Rasheed Rice and James Cook, though, would have been your, uh, your, your point stars in that Kansas City-Buffalo game? I do want to touch quickly, and then Michael have waiver wire uh, to end uh, this podcast. Any concerns of the Philadelphia Eagles? You think you just ran into a buzzsaw, but this is now back-to-back weeks against top teams. Philadelphia, we think, has an easier schedule, but they do have Tommy DeVito uh, right. you know, in upcoming matchups. Any concerns with Philadelphia after what happened on Sunday night in Dallas? I think when I, I look at it overall, and you know, the back seven of the defense has its warts, no question about it. Yeah. Because you, you can't depend on that defensive front to do everything. And, and they got run on uh, early on. I, I would say give Dallas credit. Tony Pollard got off a little bit early as a, a runner and a receiver. So you had the opportunity. But you did force field goals. You did force the Cowboys to work and, and, and gave the ball away, right, uncharacteristically. Hertz makes the scramble. You're using his legs a little bit more. And then he fumbles. Okay. A.J. Brown. It's his turn. Big play. Fumble. Devontae Smith, another big play. Fumble. 
like uncharacteristic mistakes and they all count just the same of course but you know they they added and in that game they felt like they were you know whatever multiplied exponentially uh as you, as you rolled through against a good team and it takes nothing away from the Cowboys they finally did what we asked them to beat a good team Yep. Right. And they held serve at home and did their thing. Dak saying, if I was any good today, we would have scored 50. And he's right. Mm-hmm. If they'd been better uh, and more efficient, you know, they and taken full advantage of opportunities instead of super toe over there with his 60 yard field goals. Because I think that's the tail of the tape that's getting lost in the final score is like you had a guy who was automatic from what, 45, 50, 59, and 60. I mean, I, come on. <laughs> Mike, I have gone up against Brandon Aubrey in the last two weeks, and it has been crazy to see what he has put together. It is unbelievable. Yes. Right? It's absolutely absurd. So, you know, you go through 33-13, your final, but you're like, all right, Super Toe accounted for a ton of that. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. I, I'm, my hand still hurts from slamming him on the head to see how far he could kick the <laughs> kick the ball. That is, you know, you've got to be of a certain age with a certain toy to make that reference. But damn it, until I'm dead and, and even after I'm dead, I'm going to still have people play it at least once a year. I mean, you look at the efficiency of my man there. Uh, four of four with the three PATs. I mean, he was just ridiculous to to finish things off but the efficiency wasn't necessarily there they did a good job on cd lamb six for 71 and a score you'll take that right yeah. ferguson had a couple of big catch and runs uh rico dowdle got his got his his touchdown but the the turnovers really stand out dallas goddard's coming back you know four catches for him didn't really spread the ball around. Only four guys caught a pass, and that includes uh, Zacchaeus. Uh, so not exactly uh, working the ball around. But I think it was also the end of a ridiculous run of opponents. Sure. And I think, you know, at some point we have to remember human beings, and you're gassed, right? And getting up for every game, even if it is a division game, Right between San Francisco. I mean, you look at the schedule that they just played, including games they won, mind you. Like, and, and I think that's the thing. You you go back, yeah, Miami. They beat them by two touchdowns right after the loss to the Jets. This is all after the loss to the Jets. Beat Miami, scoring thirty-one. Uh, win at Washington, that crazy thirty-eight thirty-one game. You beat the Cowboys at home, twenty-eight twenty-three. Beat the Chiefs. Whatever you think of the Chiefs, they've got warts, whatever. They're still a big-time winning squad. Buffalo's now back above 500. You won, again, another crazy-ass game. I mean, those are all teams that – I mean, four of those teams are playoff teams. And now you could kind of <sighs> – Right, and then you got San Francisco. Well, everybody's getting murdered by yes. San Francisco. Right? That, know, that That's nothing new. Like, there's there's nothing to take away other than, all right – we don't measure up here. Can we get them in the playoffs if we got to play them? Maybe, maybe not. But I, I don't think the loss there has the same juice uh, as everybody wanted to apply it. This Dallas game, we were trying to wait for Dallas to win a, a game against a reasonable opponent. Well, there it is. They got, you know, they did it last year. They beat Gardner Minshew, and now to do it with Jalen Hurts uh, it makes it even better for their resume. One thing to just clear up, and then we're going to take a timeout, and we'll get to Mike's uh, waiver wires for Week 15, guys, to add. But 
Dallas is at first place right right now, but you hear people say Philadelphia, if they win out, ends up winning the division. And the reason is is because of their record against common opponents. So in their common games, because we believe if they both win out uh, like we think that they're going to, Mike, they're going to have the same division record because they split this season. But then you go to the common games and not conference record. So common games, Philadelphia would have an edge over the Cowboys. So that's why they would end up getting the tiebreaker. But that's, you know, four weeks away. And considering how Philadelphia has played, I don't know if that's a given, despite how easy their schedule appears. Well, at least on paper, right? At Seattle. Sorry, buddy. That's all right. But but you don't know. Like, they've been game in spots. Um, DK Metcalf got to keep himself from getting thrown out of a game and getting baited. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. And then you've got Giants. And, again, my, my schedule hate is strong with these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, Giants at home. Then you've got the Cardinals at home. And then you finish on the road at the Giants. The fact that you're playing two division games against the same opponent in the final three weeks is just stupid and scheduling malpractice as far as I'm concerned, but that's the way it goes. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. I'm going to make one point about this trio of teams in the NFC coming up next. Plus, I do have a correction to make on something that I said earlier, and plus Mike's got some waiver wire. That's next here. As we wrap up, I want your flex. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the 
mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right, welcome back. Carmen's got some waiver wire pickups. This is what I wanted to say, Mike, about this Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, Bermuda Triangle, if you will. With the 49ers, you know your guys. You know it's Debo, Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Kittle, and Purdy. I mean, but not even to put Purdy in conversation. The Eagles, I think you know your guys, right? A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and uh, who, who well, am I Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Hurts. So, uh, well, unless Devontae you're David Smith, Carr, AJ, then you've inserted Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift. There it is. That That's who you, you – that's who's going to get their stuff with Dallas right now. My goodness, it's <laughs> definitely going to be CD Lamb, but Jake Ferguson's come along. You mentioned Brandon Cooks. Uh, you've got obviously Tony Pollard, but you also got Rico Dowdle now in the backfield. Um, you got Turpin. You've got I, I mean you got Michael Gallup who scored. Like it, it is the 49ers just. Four guys just do everything, you know, pretty much for right. them when it comes to, like, stat numbers. Cowboys have just so many different guys. So, like, even on a night when Dak's like, yeah, it wasn't that great and whatever, like, Tony Pollard still, like, didn't have a great game. You right. know, he almost got into the end zone, but still you're like, you know, when is that going to break? That's the, the one thing about the Cowboys is they're playing so well, but there's so many guys that they have now as options that uh, maybe could put a kink in some things. In well, the no, that's just it, right? It's great for the NFL side of it. And for winning football, not great for your fantasy team. Yeah. That's damn right. Uh, you know, Pollard, 59 yards on the ground, 7 for 37. So you got a decent game. It's not great, right? I mean, what are we, what are we talking? We're talking 10-7. Uh, you're only at 16 and a half, 17 points. It's a good yes. day. Not a great day. Uh, you know, because Rico Dowdle almost uh, <laughs> got him just by finding yeah. the end zone. So, yeah, it's tough, right? I mean, Dak's a, a Ronco special, late night infomercial, set it and forget it guy. Uh, and you mentioned Lamb and, and Ferguson. Look, at this point, the tight end position, how many more guys do you trust? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I still think. You know, I, I I loved me some Dalton Schultz, and I was sad when he left there, and now he can't stay healthy in Houston, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but Ferguson has come along nicely, and we talked about him very early in the season, made a couple of plays that you thought, hey, he'd have a shot. But roster-wise, I mean, depending on the depth in your league, he might have been out there for quite a while before getting picked up. But, yeah, now he's become a guy that, because of the position scarcity, finds his way if you still hold the tight end position. But those secondary receivers, when you're looking at Gallup and and Cooks, are you trusting them enough? Are you saying the Cowboys, I know because they've beaten eight teams by at least 20 points, someone's scoring, but if you pick wrong, that's playoff doom. Yes, yeah. I'm not suggesting those guys. The only thing I'm saying is I think you know where your points are coming from from Philadelphia. Yeah. 
and with San Francisco. Dallas is a little bit more of a crapshoot, even though I think that there is a hierarchy. It's just not as plain as day as you have in Philly 100%. and San Francisco. Uh, the, uh, cor- the correction that I have to make is I did look it up, Mike. I did not get eliminated via guillotine. I would have felt tenths of a point short. But I do know that if someone, if you're in a full PPR league, Travis Kelsey would have been awarded a catch and then 24 yards receiving. So you likely would have had the point or the half point for the reception and then likely 2.4 points for that yardage. Yeah, and then you would have had the run for Tony the rest of the way. Yes. As a guy that used to be an administrator of the old Yahoo games, (laughs) I would have been writing the FAQ to explain it if it had stood I would I would have been on my computer as that game was finishing with the verbiage with uh the keyword foot Kelsey. Because we would name it whoever the key player was. Gotcha. So whoever gotcha. in our support team was responding to, I don't understand the scoring of this play, because there would be asterisks like if it was something that uh, wasn't normally in a player's arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, halfback pass or whatever, you'd be like, wait, he only had 64 yards rushing. Where's all this point coming? And depending on, on how the the league page looked, you might not have had the categories under the the different positions for the different things that they might have done, right? Gotcha. If you included tackles, like say you had IDPs, well, your running back might have had a tackle on an interception return, so there would be an asterisk. It's like, why does he have two more points? Like, well, he was credited with this. You know, after that bonehead interception, he's the guy that got the tackle. So, yeah, he gets the points for the tackle. It's like, that's not fair. It's like, well, that's the way it works. Yeah. And I would be the guy explaining that. And we'd put in the the keys, you know, so you'd just have to have a shortened version instead of typing out a long response. I would put it into the system, and it would be foot Kelsey. There was, there was oh, gosh, this is like a year or two ago. I was playing against A.J. Brown in a fantasy league, and he somehow made three tackles in the game because Tennessee kept on turning it over. And uh, the score went back and forth on corrections because there was a point, Mike, where there was an interception. He touched the guy, uh, but did the guy just give himself up? Ooh, yeah. So what happened was at one point it was a tackle, then it wasn't, then it was, ended up not being a tackle, but... Yeah, you get that stuff with when you when you do the IDPs and you score for the tackling. Those offensive players are like, wait a second, you didn't catch a conversion. How'd you have three extra points? Then you yeah. realized, oh, they were a turnover machine. So all sorts of weirdness that we used to have to uh, break down. You know, fumble ruskies, right? The uh, yeah. the Stanford band. <laughs> you know, all, all of those kind of plays, right? The the end uh, laterals, you know, I already got four yards here, and that guy got four yards, and then there's a fumble at the end, and it changes possession. Well, guess what? Plus two for the opposing defense, you know, at the end of a game. And we used to have arguments with people all the time, and you'd explain it to them. It's like, look, if you want, as commissioner, we've given you the power to go override it, uh, but don't be surprised if you have a mutiny by the rest of your league. <laughs> oh, man. It's no fun. But, hey, the rules are rules. No, like we it, saw it last year with the Bengals-Bills game. You know, there's every site handled it like their own way. Yep. Some I thought better than others. but 100%. Yeah. People, uh, you, you got to get that stuff in order, too, because people will complain. All right. Let's get to the waiver wire. Wrap this episode up. 
Who do we pick up in week 14? Buy's no longer a thing, so we got a full slate of 16 games. You know, the Chargers aren't going to have Justin Herbert, something we'll dive into later on uh, in the week in the podcast. you got the Chargers and Raiders coming up on Thursday night. But let's look ahead, Mike, your waiver wire pickups for week 15. Yeah, we're going to keep it short and sweet. Obviously, a short week here, Thursday game, and then three Saturday games uh, yeah. for us. So a little bit of chaos to mix there, and we'll see if uh, Detroit can lose another game. Uh, can you tell there's uh, – little animus. I got tired of everybody jumping on that bandwagon. I want to see how quickly they flee it. Uh, anyway. It's only court- been 30 years of misery, and Harmon's <laughs> sick of it in three months. Well, it's like you with the Warriors, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It was almost uh, 28 years of misery, and then bam. All right, quick quick and easy. Uh, at the quarterback position, uh, Browning has been fantastic. Just ridiculous. Available in almost three-quarters of leagues. Uh, date against Minnesota, so we'll see how he handles uh, blitzing early and often. But he's been impressive, so he's at least worth a rostering uh, at this point because we've seen so many guys drop like flies, thus the opportunity that he got. And so long as Jamar Chase is on the field, good things are going to happen. Matthew Stafford, he's got a date with Washington, Dan. Opportunity knocks. Puka Nakua, you actually saw Cooper Cup in the end zone, uh, a game they should have won against Baltimore, one of those crazy endings we didn't even get to uh, when you have a punt return for a touchdown. We don't get punt returns really for or kick returns for anything. And there you go, a game winner in OT. Stafford available in about 45% of leagues. Uh, let's go to the running back position. Just a couple of guys we got to look at. Uh, keep an eye on Zeke Elliott. Uh, even if Stevenson's cleared, for their game, they've got Kansas City. Uh, Zeke Elliott's been a, a, an active member out of the backfield as a receiver here uh, the last couple of weeks. Bailey Zappi uh, making plays, and he had a good game, 27 points. Uh, ridiculous. This last time out, 13 the week before. So uh, a guy that I think could see some time. I've been banging the drum for Ty Chandler. Look, they made the change at quarterback. Uh, now it's time to recognize you've got an explosive runner uh, that's there and waiting on the other side of that game. Minnesota-Cincinnati, a very interesting squad um, bat- matchup this week. Uh, Tajay Spears, we, we referenced him earlier talking about the Monday night games uh, and what he's been doing as a receiver of late. 45% owned thus far. And again, PPR leagues, maybe worth a look-see. Wide receivers, just real quick. Uh, Jaden Reed still available in 38% of leagues. We'll see what Christian Watson's story is, but against the Tampa secondary, an opportunity to make some plays. And the fact that Reed was seeing the ball as a runner, right, end mm-hmm. arounds and and just trying to get the ball in his hands, that bodes well. Again, owing to the issues running the ball with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon that we alluded to earlier. Odell Beckham Jr., found his space in that Baltimore offense. They've got a date against Jacksonville, uh, one of the great games on the schedule this week. And then Quentin Johnston actually caught the ball a couple times, Dan. How about uh, that? Mentioning uh, Justin Herbert and the injury that we'll talk about at length uh, and in, in the next podcast. But, you know, we, we saw a couple of big plays. And let's face it, a guy that for part of parts of the year – would have been relegated to working with the second unit, and we always wait for guys to emerge out of that. For Johnston, maybe there's something with the connection, the stick that'll allow him to have a, a little bit a bigger opportunity here um, going forward. So a big date ahead for them uh, as well. You know, on Thursday night against the the Raiders. So. 
for Johnston. I know he's been rostered in about 20% of leagues, and he's been a disappointment to this point. If nothing else, he represents, I think, a really nice low-end daily fantasy play against that Raiders defense. There it is, Mike Harmon's waiver wire pickups for Week 15. Get Mike at Swollen Dome. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. All right, that was a jam-packed episode. We'll be back with more episodes throughout the week. We understand that it's winning time. Some leagues still have a final week of the regular season. In my longtime league, Mike, you know, it's a limited league. We've yeah, only yeah. got 10, 10 owners, so we play 15 games that only have two rounds of playoffs. But a lot of teams going into the playoff bracket. So some may take a week off because they have a bye. But uh, we hope you still stick around and listen to the podcast. So we will be here for you all week long. So for Mike Carmen, I'm Dan Beyer. We will talk to you next time right here on I Want Your Flights. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits... LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.